Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. The U.S. women's national team has qualified for the 2024 Olympics thanks to a dominant win over Canada in the underlying stats, if not in the scoreline. I would say by the eye test as well. And we are here to recap it. Greg, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I think uh, that was as good of a uh, performance in a final as you could hope for. I won't go that far. I'm already backtracking. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we, we go into it with questions because this is sort of a brand new team and we're playing Canada and Canada are the holders of the women's gold medal. Uh, to, to put on that kind of performance where, at the first sort of real question of asking, uh, it felt good. It felt good to see it unfold and it felt good to see them. Uh, lift the trophy and it feels good to know they're going to Paris. Yep. I'm like uh, the, the World Cup, the Women's World Cup starts a year from today, actually. July 20th, 2023. It's coming right up and um, it's going to be in Australia and New Zealand, as many of you know. So uh, that's exciting too. Um, we qualified for that, you know, a week ago or so. Um, in the world of women's soccer, I think it's, we should also mention England faces Spain this afternoon and I'm rooting for Spain, hoping for the beginning of an unfolding national disaster on the pitch <laughs> for England that lasts through November. Um, They're following in Mexico's footsteps. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so should I just jump into the lineups or you got any, you, you got any opening thoughts here? No, no, no. Let's hit the line. Well, I'll just, I just want to reiterate because of how I think important this is that this was a dominant tournament for the U.S. where, I mean... In almost every category, we were totally dominant. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say again, even in this game, uh, there is still so much room for us to get better. And it's oh. not like we just need this person to play better. Like there are decisions we can improve that I, that I think are almost like being able to flip a switch, you know, watch some video, address it, emphasize it. It can be, you know, within a window that there are some things that I think we can really improve on. And that's on top of uh, the level of regional dominance that we just saw. And regional dominance here, again, includes dominating the current gold, gold medal holders. I mean, we, we absolutely rolled them. And the only thing we couldn't quite figure out was the, you know, the last 12 yards or so. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, sometimes that's just missing a chance. But I, I do think there was like maybe some decisions made in the when we had a 4v2 or a, or a 3v2 or whatever. <laughs> that were, There were a lot of those in this game. Um, all right, the lineups. So many of them. <laughs> Alyssa Nair in goal, uh, Sofia Huerta, uh, Alana Cook, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Emily Fox across the back line. Got Fox back from COVID pro- protocols, which was nice to see. Andy Sullivan, Rose Lavelle, and Lindsey Horan in the midfield. And then uh, Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, and Mallory Pugh across the front line. That's the front line we like to see right now, at least until Macario is back from her ACL injury. For Canada, go ahead. Well, so right away, uh, you know, I don't think there's any chance that Vladko is not putting out the best team that he thinks he has right here. So Alyssa Nair over Casey Murphy stood out as like the the call that he had to make. And I don't know if it was because that was always the plan because he always rated Nair ahead or if Murphy had a little bit of an edge uh, going into the knockouts and sort of uh, squandered a little bit with with being a little bit shaky against Costa Rica in a game where there were no real shots to deal with. She was just a little shaky uh, in moments. 
you know, controlling uh, the box, not even crosses. I'm just talking about when the ball was near her. Yeah. Um, so, so that could have been, that could have been it. It's also at least minimally possible uh, that this is like a opponent specific matchup, but you don't get a ton of those with your goalkeeper. So I'm going to lean towards the, the, the Occam's razor version, which is just that at the moment now, Vladko has Nairs as number one. I don't have strong opinions about the comparison between those goalkeepers, but I, I will note that Nair um, has a lead foot. <laughs> and I don't mean she drives fast. I, I mean, she's just uh, not super comfortable with the ball at her feet. I don't know if Murphy is more comfortable. She didn't look more comfortable in that Costa Rica game. But um, Canada's lineup was Kaylin Sheridan in goal. She had a quite a good game. Uh, Jade Riviere. Kadisha Buchanan, Vanessa Gills, I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Did I get that I'm, wrong? I'm not sure, because I, I don't have the audio on when I'm, when I'm watching <laughs> the games. Ashley Lawrence at left back, and then Desiree Scott, Jesse Fleming, and Quinn in the midfield. Christine Sinclair in sort of a false nine role, and then Janine Becky and Nikel Prince as the, the right and left wings. Nikel Prince gave us some trouble early, but didn't trouble us after the opening 30 minutes i'd like to get into why that was the case and and just for folks listening i'm going to be coming back to desiree scott and quinn a lot as sort of canada's two defensive midfielders uh because i think i honestly think that they were both pretty poor in this game and that that was that was that was basically the difference i mean that was that was the uh cause of the dominance for the U.S. and I, I don't want to necessarily put it on those two players. Uh, it might be, it might have just been a, a schematic thing that Canada just got totally wrong. Um, but the the magnifying glass was on them, and uh, yeah, they they just did not hold up. They didn't hold up protecting their their backline. They were okay at times uh, in possession, but it was in those defensive transition moments where they were basically invisible, or or actually adding to the problem. Well, you know, that's interesting because we didn't really have much joy up either wing, like through our fullbacks. Like Huerta, Huerta couldn't really progress the ball. Fox barely saw the ball again. Um, so maybe like Canada was just selling out to stop the fullbacks and and left, it, left, left itself to, exposed in the middle. Well, I'll make a tackle football analogy here. I, I, it might have been that our, our fullbacks got less involved because we didn't have time to get them involved because we were so busy running four on two at Canada immediately after a turnover. So in tackle football, it's like we didn't have many offensive yards, but we had five kickoffs returned for touchdowns. That's why our offense was never on the field. <laughs> right. Like we could, we could never get that big expansive shape because we didn't need to. We were already in Canada's box within seconds of a turnover. Our press was uh, ferocious too. It should be mentioned. I, I've, I've said this like after every game, but Pew and Smith are so good at pressing. They're, um, they're 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 just terrific at it. It's it's fun to watch. So yeah, so this was a combination of our press and just really almost insanely naive uh, positioning by Canada. We're going to talk about rest defense today, so that's going to be on the on the on the test. Um, <laughs> it, it's if you're not if you haven't heard it talked about too much, it's it's like uh, what you're when you have the ball in possession. What are sort of your some of your off ball deeper players? How are they positioning themselves so that they are in the right spot? In the event of a turnover, because most soccer possessions end in turnovers, uh, nowadays it's super important and a huge focus on being in the right position to deny transition moments once you do turn the ball over. And Canada were horrendous last night. So 
They have a very winnable game against Jamaica uh, in the Olympic playoff coming up in like September, uh, maybe September of next year, right? 2023. Um, but I imagine they will be looking at this film a lot leading up to that game and more importantly, probably for them uh, going into Australia, New Zealand in the World Cup next summer. All right. Bad. Their, their, yeah. their, their transition in, in rest defense was atrocious. I guess I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but I mean, I picked up on the fact that we were running down their throats over and over again off of transition. I mean, you basically were basically saying the same thing. So you did pick up on it. If, yeah. if you noticed that, then you noticed that Canada's rest defense or rest and transition defense was non-existent to the timeline. We get a shot in the first minute, Canada throw in, in their defensive third intercepted by Huerta with her head and Lavelle kind of swivel volleys it. Attempting to go over the back line, Gillis skims it off the top of her head and Pew races in behind onto it and catches all of it on the bounce from a tight angle. And uh, it's just not quite high enough to roof it and really challenge um, Sheridan. But right away, we're, um, we're coming at him. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, when you're watching this, you're like, okay, maybe it's just nerves. But uh, as, as we watch more of the game, Canada just really careless with the ball. And, and so I'll take careless. And I'll take this back to the Costa Rica semifinal where, you know, when they were in their low block, they did pretty well holding up against us. Uh, it was when they would turn, a, turn it over before they could set up in their low block and we would get behind them. Um, and so Canada didn't take any lessons from that, from that video and, and gave us so many opportunities, even within the first minute. Turnover and, and they can't set up in a block and we are instantly behind them. And, you know, on the, on the flip side... We did. We had a few giveaways in the back. I mean, maybe uh, let's say five off the top of my head. Uh, And there's one that happens in the third minute. Nair makes a poor clearance and gives it away. But Canada just just wasn't going to do anything with those. You know, it just didn't seem like they were going to do anything when they when they got in. Though maybe it's it's because our resting our rest defense was so much uh, so much better than theirs. So it honestly is a part of that. Like Sullivan tends to be you know, protecting the back line. She's on a tight leash uh, with, uh, with those back two players, with our sort of center backs uh, to create that little triangle uh, of a spine, you know, the healthy triangular spine uh, that doctors look for. Um, but but the, other part, the other part might just be a little bit of a mentality, right? We, again, we have uh, a front four at the very least who just want to race. Like they want to get that thing and they are gone. Pew in this situation, like, She's she's moving long before Lavelle loops that ball up towards Alex Morgan's head. Right, she's already running downhill. Uh, a lot of times in our defensive like uh, block, almost even in our block, we set up in like a four-two-four where Lavelle steps up with Morgan, and we just have these four players ready to go. The other feature I think of our defensive block in this game, um, which Canada passed through uh, quite easily at times in the first twenty-five minutes. Um, was that we would left, leave like three players up. Sometimes Lavelle some, uh, would join Morgan and, and one of the wingers, and sometimes it would be Morgan and the two wingers. Uh, but we would leave three up, and Canada would spread out in their shape and make this, you know, their, their four would get big, and it would be too deep with the fullbacks kind of higher and wide. And then they would have their sort of double pivot with Quinn and Scott. And we would just leave our three attackers in between their two center backs and their double pivot. Yeah, and it was. You can say it's a little bit risky, like we're we're committing numbers and not respecting Canada's ability to now control the midfield. Um, and, and if it's a little bit of a gamble, I, it certainly paid off in this game uh, because again, once we turned them over, we just always had this numerical advantage going the other way. And and Canada's defensive mids 
and fullbacks could almost never like catch back up. We were always running downhill uh, and, and putting the Canada center backs in really difficult positions. Pew and Smith are hard to catch up to once you get behind them as well. Um, in the fourth minute, we get uh, some lovely work from Sophia Smith to feed Morgan for a shot. This was a really good opportunity. Uh, Smith turns a defender at the top of the box. She's just able to keep the ball just out of reach from the whoever whoever's on her back. She she did very well, I thought, um, coming back to the ball and sort of doing like hold up work, almost like hold up nine work in this game. What a versatile player. Anyway, uh, she turns the defender at the top of the box. She tries to play it a little diagonal pass in the box to Pew. I think she was going for Pew. It was behind her, but Morgan is behind, was behind Pew as well. And it's, it just sits perfectly for, for her to sort of shape a shot at the far post. She curls it just wide. Um, could do better there. Could do better there. <laughs> this, for me, this is, Morgan did exactly what she's supposed to do. That Like it's the right decision to try to curl that into the far post she misses it by a couple of feet uh yeah again i was just happy with morgan's positional sense we talk about pitch control a lot uh uh ashley lawrence not enough urgency to get goal side of morgan so that even though this pass wasn't necessarily directed to morgan she controls the entire area of that field because lawrence is on the sideline side of morgan and can never get back in to make a play so uh you know again canada already playing with a lot of fire here in the opening four minutes it, and the fire will continue here. Fifth minute, uh, Haran gets a pretty good chance to shoot from inside the box. It's a it's an early cross from Mallory Pugh that's that's dangerous and cleared desperately as as far as Lavelle, who is like pretty much right at the penalty marker. Lavelle gets a toe to it, but it it but can't corral it, and it falls to Haran, who's just behind her. She takes a left footed shot, and it's blocked by a Canadian defender. Yeah, and and, and again, what I'm really interested in here is the 30 seconds leading up to this, because this was the first example of Canada's like atrocious spacing. Uh, yeah, let's get into they, it. They'd knocked a long ball. Uh, like they'd had the ball at their goalkeeper. They knock it long over Sauerbrunn's head, like all the way long. Sauerbrunn, you know, comfortably plays it back to Nair's feet. So we are back. We are at like base zero Canada. This is where you can set up like the defensive block. You've been talking about in the, in the days leading up to this, this should be routine, right? There's no surprises here. Uh, Canada's front three race up field with this ball all the way back to Nair. They've got two players in our box when Nair hits this ball out to Huerta. Uh, so she bypasses two right away. It's a, it's not a great ball and Huerta's not super wide. So, uh, Prince and, uh, another Canadian player, I think, I think it's Quinn coming up are able to press Huerta and they have her in a decent press, but then as the camera zooms out, Huerta solves it. And as the camera zooms back, there are no other Canadian players like across midfield with this so this is where you're like already wondering what their instructions are because canada brought five players up to nair when the ball mm-hmm. goes back there and the other five players for canada sat at the midfield line there's 30 yards between those lines so if we get out of it which we do here Huerta gets it to lavelle and lavelle is just in an ocean of space and she can just turn and run up field and if your defensive game plan is set up to invite uh, Rose Lavelle to get the ball in an ocean of space and run up field at you. Like it's going to be a bad night. I think so. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, and then, and then the worst part is it's, that's not even as bad as it gets. It's not even like their back players just sort of sat and collected and got back in their shape. So we're now, we're now running at them, right? Lavelle's running at them and she's got, she's basically has Desiree Scott exposed now. 
And instead of Desiree Scott recognizing the situation in all this open space and being like, okay, we need to retreat and just slow things down, she actually like steps up towards Lavelle, even though she's 35 yards away. She like steps towards her, compounds their whole spacing issue by taking herself out of the play. Lavelle just floats a ball easily to Haran in the center circle. And, and Scott actually compounds her compound mistake. This is like interest on interest. She jumps at this floated ball. And, and again, like any basketball player knows, if you jump, you're now out of the play. You can't do anything while you're in the air. So while she's in the air, Lavelle runs 15 yards past her. And so she's now eliminated another defensive player. So this, this is just crazy to me, right? So like discipline-wise for this defense for Canada, uh, we are now looking at 4v4 ahead of Haran. Haran has the ball at midfield, and there's 4v4 up ahead of her uh, because Lavelle is now well past Canada's defensive midfield. And it's four on two on Haran's line. It's Haran, our two fullbacks, and Sullivan uh, against two Canadian players. So we are 8v6 on half of the field. Like, you can't, you don't even run attacking drills 8v6 because you're like, this isn't realistic. We're not going to have an 8v6. Uh, and so this is, this is just the theme of the entire game. This isn't an isolated event where Canada just messed up this one time. Um, but anyway, we're 8v6 running in the, into Canada's box. So it's no surprise that, like, the initial ball in gets, you know, weakly cleared by Canada. And of course, it's going to fall to a dazzle camo shirt. Uh, in this case, it just missed Lavelle at the six. Gets all the way to Haran, and Haran has her shot deflected. But you're just like that. This can't continue. There's no way Canada will just keep allowing this all game. Um, you know, they were for, they've been fortunate now several times in the first five uh, minutes. Yeah. yeah, in the first five minutes, and they but they didn't. They just never addressed it. And this was this was just on repeat for ninety minutes, eh, for seventy eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the last 10 minutes were maybe a little different, but, um, okay. That's really helpful. Cause I mean, that's, that's gonna, that exact thing is going to play out a few more times. Uh, yeah. For everyone who doesn't know the inside baseball here, Bells, Bells has this chronology, you know, on the, on the, on the dock and, and I'm jumping in with all these screenshots of these events and it is just insane. How many of these screenshots are just like hockey style, odd man rushes of the U S running into open field like this is it's crazy that this happened against as high a level team as canada i'm actually going to go out on a limb and say schematically like their defense was worse than any of the other opponents we played in this tournament uh they have more talented players but like their scheme here was real real bad yeah you're you're you've really stepped it up as a multimedia journalist by adding (laughs) by adding these screenshots it makes the document so much more um so, such a rich experience um <laughs> for the two of us no one else no one else gets to see it <laughs> all right in the right after the five minute mark canada does get a shot so they get they're getting a there's a little bit of a theme over the next 20 25 minutes where uh Nikel prince does sofia huerta and by does i mean he she she skips by her and gets a couple of yards to take a shot now it's not a shot from a super dangerous place but it is it is a shot from about you know, 15 yards from the goal line and she hits it right at, uh, at Nair, but you know, she could have curled it far post and it could be one zero, you know, that it's totally within the realm of possibility. Yes. So, oh, so a minute later, I'll just say she does almost the exact same thing. It's deja vu. They Canada patiently work the ball. They get it over to Prince and Prince has Huerta on a complete Island. So this is what stood out to me because it was the same in both cases. Uh, Huerta has no help here. Alana Cook is not coming out to stay connected with her. And again, I'm not, I'm not even saying that this is a mistake by either player. I don't know what the instructions are. Uh, it's not good how easily Prince shook Huerta because she didn't just like create a tiny window to hit the ball, you know, in, through a ball-sized window. 
she is like well clear of Huerta and could have continued attacking at the goal in both cases and forced Cook to step out. Uh, but what was interesting to me is even as Huerta was getting done this badly, Cook never made a move out towards her. Like Cook essentially sat in like she was playing second goalkeeper at the six yard line, uh, just denying angles. And again, I don't know if this is the instruction where it's like, we're just going to let them have this. And if they beat Huerta, they beat Huerta. Uh, but we didn't, we didn't change anything right away and we didn't actually change it later on in the game either. So Cook continues to sort of just hold her ground centrally and let the chips fall where they fall with Prince versus Huerta. I mean, so again, uh, you, you have both screenshots here and it, it looks like Cook is very well positioned to block any shot at the far post. Right. In both cases. So either, um, you know, either Prince hits an absolute worldie over her, you know, into the top corner or she's going to, or Cook is just going to head it away if she, if she takes a shot through her. I guess it worked. Yes. So, so when it looks like Cook, uh, Prince hits it straight at where, or at, uh, Nair, I'm sorry. Like that's, that's her only place to shoot it other than curling it around Cook, which I think she should have tried to pull off on one of these two shots. Cause that is the, I mean, that's what Morgan tried to do two minutes earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the correct play. She just, she just, uh, goes for sort of power and doesn't worry about placement. Yeah. All thing, all things considered her, both of her shots were fairly uninspired efforts. They were just kind of grounders right at Nair. Eighth minute, Lavelle gives it away in the in our half. But I, this, I'm just mentioning this because I blame I blame Sullivan a little bit in this moment. It's at the exact timestamp is 7:05. I blame Sullivan for just not moving to make herself available in in the buildup. And I thought, even though we did get all this joy, you know, sort of rushing at a, a retreating back line, we we weren't super clean in like combination and in tight space and we need we need we need a little better understanding there from sullivan to like when when huerta, well when lavelle or huerta is sort of pinned along one of the sidelines she's got to be quickly moving into the into the passing windows she doesn't in this case and um canada canada takes it off of lavelle well take canada picks up lavelle's loose pass and then gives it right back to us so no, Just, I, I would agree with, I totally agree with you that when we were trying to build, when we actually had, you know, to build in Canada were in their defensive block, I don't think we were particularly great. Uh, you know, it was, and that's, that's somewhat to be expected because it's, you know, we're playing a good team. Um, but, but I, I agree it was a little, a little bit loose and Andy Sullivan definitely isn't like uh, making a case for herself as any kind of uh, distributing number six. I was going to make a Jackson Ewell joke, but I, I'll keep it out. I'll keep that out of this podcast. Um, Huerta wins a duel in around the eight minute mark with Prince. So Prince tries to take her, take her to the left to Huerta's right. And this time Huerta dives in and wins the ball and then kicks it out for a corner kick. So it's good to see her um, get a little W there in the, in that one V one battle. There's still no help for her. She's still on the Island. Uh, so again, we're, we didn't make a change within within a couple of minutes of those two one v ones that Prince won. Eight fifty mark Haran just gives it away in the buildup, trying to hit a hero ball, and I was I was frustrated, sort of as a, a sort of a presumptive frustration that like this is gonna what we're gonna see a lot more of in this game, where you know we have she had a lot of space on the ball and she just tries to sort of lump it at the back line, but she didn't end up doing it a lot in this game. I don't think she this was a, this turned out to be a fairly iso- isolated incident even if it was kind of a just effort here you go canada have the ball 
kind of moment from Moran. Yes. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I just liked in the buildup again was our ability to sort of exploit Canada's defensive midfielders positioning because we hit that ball up to Morgan and, and sort of bypass Haran and Canada's defensive mids are tight on Haran and she just slips past them for that layoff. So now she's again free running forward. And if she doesn't decide to hit that hero ball, she could have just kept running with the ball. Like this could have been another uh, situation where we're, we're just racing at him with the ball at her feet. Like 5v4 or something. Yeah. Uh, in the around 13 minute mark, Haran, at least in my mind, completely redeems herself going for a scissor kick on a deflection. And nearly buries it far corner. I don't, I did not note the buildup for this. You may have it off the top of your head, but I don't. But it was the, the ball deflect. I think it was a shot that got deflected by a Canadian defender up into the air. And then, and then Haran just, uh, just takes it on the, on the volley, nearly an overhead kick and, and does almost score with it. It would have been gorgeous. So the buildup here is another transition moment. And it's so it's Canada comfortably in possession. Uh, you can see their big sort of, not big. You can see their deep two-man setup where it's uh, Buchanan and Gillis. Uh, I'm just going to say Gillis. Is that is that what we're going with? We'll change it every time. Yeah. Uh, so Buchanan and Gillis are deep, uh, and then they've got like a five-player row in the midfield, and then uh, two up top in this particular build-up phase. I'm sorry, uh, two, five, and then three. That, that adds up. So they have three high, and those three high are spread out, right? It's Prince on one sideline. I think it's... Uh, Becky on the other sideline and Sinclair sort of in the central space. And uh, Buchanan tries to hit the long diagonal to Prince. And this is where we have our three attackers, uh, Lavelle, Mor- or Morgan, Smith, and Pugh, up ahead of Canada's line of five midfielders. So we are, we're like, we are on the attacking side of them. And yeah. this ball from Buchanan is a little bit of a hospital ball. And Huerta runs in and gets a deflection. And she do- just deflects it beyond... Lawrence so the ball goes past Lawrence uh and and we are just in that space and we've got a whole field to run into and it's three versus two so again this is just how what Canada was willing to risk uh by not having one of their defensive midfielders like stay home home and actually be that player to be their third defender they were leaving just two two true defenders back and again inviting these transition moments from the U.S. I can't imagine that it was just Bev saying the U.S. are so sloppy in their in their final eighteen yard patterns that we're just going to give them these chances and trust that we'll come out ahead. Uh, like they they have to Canada have to fix this going forward. What could have been the plan? I don't I don't even. There weren't any adjustments. They brought their first sub was one of the defensive midfielders. Grosso came on for Quinn, uh, but that didn't solve anything. Like Grosso was leaving the space just as open as as Quinn was. Well, so a little, a little bit concerning. Pew gets, uh, I think she gets, she kind of steps weird on her ankle and has to get it taped. The U.S. is down to ten for a while. Seventeenth um, minute, Prince Prince beats Huerta again. This time, Sophia Smith is coming back to the rescue and slides to deflect her cross over the goal for a corner kick. But that's uh, it, it, I was keeping track. It was Prince three, Huerta one at this point. So the same thing when you get the screenshot of, of Prince getting this ball, it's uh, Huerta all the way out with her, well wide of the 18-yard box, and Alana Cook is like still within the frame of the goal uh, at about the penalty marker. So uh, you know, she, if Alana doesn't go out past the near post. She's bound by the near post, can't go out past that. Where Sophia, you, you got her out there. Um, and this is one where Lawrence overlaps, uh, is, is overlapping Prince as Prince is receiving this ball. 
and that might actually have been worse. Like it might have she been she might have been better off just letting Prince have a go at Huerta because that's what brought Sophia Smith in to help on the play, and Sophia Smith ends up being the one to uh, disrupt the final ball cross. Yeah, I I mean I guess Huerta's I know Huerta's not like a vaunted one v one defender. That's not like her. That's not what she's famous for. Do you think, does it concern you seeing her get beat so many times like this? Like, I'm not yes, sure definitely. Kelly O'Hara would do, would be better, but that's going to be an issue at the World Cup, probably. I th- it, it's worrying. So, you know, part of this is because, because there's such a gap between her and Cook, that does make it easier for Prince to beat Huerta. Like, and it, not just because it's like... Uh, I mean, she can literally take a bigger touch to beat her. This was like a big, a big touch that she used to curl around Huerta on this play. And she can do that knowing that Cook can't get to it, right? Cook can't come out and clean up the second ball. So you don't have to be as tight with your control. So that, that probably plays into it. So we can definitely scheme around this to help Huerta a lot, not just by giving her cover, but by discouraging that player from taking her 1v1 in the first place. Um, but no, there's no way around it. Like, it's not great that she gets like dusted three times in, in the first 25 minutes. The, the other thing is it doesn't happen really again after this. I know. Like, uh, and I, wh- I couldn't, I couldn't actually place why uh, I'll, I'll have to do a full, I think what I need to do is watch a full rewatch of Prince's touches to see how many, cause there aren't that many times that it even presents itself. There's like no. one more where, where she gets it and chooses not to try to take her. But but then from uh, then on, they never really, they never really get it out to her in isolation like that again. Yeah. Yep. And it, again, I don't think we did anything different. Cook isn't coming out to help. Sophia Smith isn't really uh, coming back, making a concerted effort to get back to double out there. So I don't have a good explanation for why it didn't pop up again. There's a good punch from Alyssa Nair in here that we, that we should probably mention. Uh, she did okay in this game, don't you think? For sure, for sure. I mean, Canada's shots were all fairly tame from distance, um, but her positioning was solid. Uh, she, um, you know, eliminated rebounds. And I know she has a couple of dicey like moments on the ball, but she also keeps some plays alive uh, with some of those balls out to the wings, uh, which I think you know it's useful. She wasn't a. She definitely was not like a, a nightmare back there with her feet. Okay. Even even her giveaways were like the safe kind, where she went extra safe and like. It, it may have gone out of bounds, but it was, it's better than missing to the inside where they can just run right back at us. Right. To put it, to put it in youth soccer terms. <laughs> 21-minute 20, mark, the U.S. does well to slowly build up. It's, you know, we go back to, you know, from our back line all the way into Canada's uh, defensive third, and we're just very patient. And then Morgan clips a ball across after some struggle, and... Haran Haran gets bested one v one on the end line, but we do have Canada pinned back now for a bit of the game, and um, I I guess I I was wondering why this goes back to the whole the whole discussion of the openness of Canada's midfield, I suppose. But why couldn't we get better triangles around Sofia Huerta? Like she it seems like when she it seemed like when she got the ball, it was often the space collapsing quickly, and then her sort of kind of desperately playing it back to Alana Cook. And there was not much opportunity for combination there. I don't understand why. So it, it I don't, I don't have a, a concrete answer for you, but part of it I think is because of the way that Sinclair plays with Canada's midfield. 
Like she kind of, she sags back in, so it almost creates like a, a four-player midfield for Canada. And we're running three, and like uh, Lavelle is very often like up in the attacking line, so we just have you know fewer numbers in that midfield space to really combine. And I don't know if things would if things would have if we would have like solved it had Canada not just given us so many other avenues to attack. Uh, if we had been forced to to build more deliberately, if we could have if we would have done it effectively and, and adjusted. Um, but it's, it's just one of those games where it's like, as it turns out, you don't need to worry about it because you're always already you're already running into the 18 yard box. Yeah, I mean that that's as about as good of an answer as I, I'll accept. I'll accept that answer. Uh, 20, 25 minute mark. It's a little messy in the back from Sullivan. She gets caught on the ball. Um, Cook deals with it. Going down the other end, it's it's Haran to Lavelle, and then out wide to Sophia Smith, and she cuts in and hits, cuts him from the left, uh, and hits a respectable shot just wide of the near post. Um, I think what I when I said Sullivan was caught on the ball, I just think it was a loose pass to Cook, not a, not that she was caught on the ball. She does get caught on the ball in the twenty seventh minute, um, and then Nair backs, bangs it out of bounds after Sauerbrunn settles it back to her. I guess this was the, one of the moments where I thought Nair was not all that cultured with the ball at yeah. her feet but I, I take your point that it's good it's better to bang it out of bounds than <laughs> well i was i was even gonna go back to the play before about that sullivan one she kind of plays that hospital ball to cook uh cook kind of just lumps it forward and again because of canada's shape like even in the little scramble we emerge with it and even there we still end up with rose lavelle at midfield running beyond she's already with the ball beyond uh Scott and Quinn, Canada's defensive midfielders, and it's just four on four. Like it is, it's crazy how many of these <laughs> situations presented themselves in this game. Like unacceptable. Like Canada can't, cannot believe that. I, I don't know how you could watch the video of this and be like, "All right, this is this is fine. We've got four good defenders, so they'll deal with it." Like this is the United States, and we we're just we're just they were just handing us uh, these these runs. It's crazy. <laughs> There, I said I said Prince didn't beat Huerta again after that last one, but there was one more, and it's a good a good diagonal from from Gillis to Prince, and um and she beats Huerta again. This time flashes a ball at the six, but it's dealt with by Alana Cook, who is just manning her post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get the field level shot from the the camera operators here from the edit, the producing team, and it's uh it's Prince, it's Huerta, and then twenty five yards away at the near post, it's Nair and Cook. Yeah. Well, I, I get, apparently it worked, you know, that this was, maybe this was the strategy for dealing with Prince. Um, the next time, <laughs> the next time Canada attacks, they work it all the way to Prince. We're getting very detailed here, but work it all the way to Prince, 1v1 one, one with Huerta again. And this time she gives it away, trying to tuck a little pass inside to Sinclair. Uh, this, I think you mentioned this earlier, and it's cut out and we're going the other way. And this is, this is when... Um, so I'm not sure why Prince doesn't try to keep taking Huerta on in that moment, but we're going the other way. And this is when Pew carries it half the length of the field. Uh, they don't catch up to her. They can't catch up to her. And she takes a shot from a tough angle that, that Sheridan impressively catches on the dive. Um, but again, the shot was low percentage and I, I don't know. I, I, I look like Morgan was there for the cutback. Like I think it was Smith making the, making the run at the goal. But there was definitely a window for Pew to just play it across the box for Morgan, and she had nobody on her. Yeah, and, and I would have been fine with either choice, but I'm still going to go all the way back to how we get this ball. 
uh, because it, it's just striking. And this is another perfect example of Canada's inconsistent choices from their 11 on how to like set up their, their defense uh, because they were building comfortably. Canada building patiently, got the ball out to their left wing in that spot where they were getting some joy. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a rapid fire thing. So they should have their shape should be like set. They should have a good organization here. Um, and when the ball goes out to Prince, she has uh, Lawrence overlapping her to the sideline and she has Sinclair slashing vertically up the seam and, and she tries to hit Sinclair and she and it gets turned over. But that's normal. Like that, that's something that will happen in soccer. It's very expected. You have mm-hmm. to anticipate it. And this is where the camera zooms out and you see just how badly Canada are set up because we've got seven back, right? Canada have five up. There shouldn't be an issue here for Canada in transition. Uh, Lavelle is sort of our eighth defender who's near the amoeba, but sort of just ahead of the ball. So she's not ball side. Um, and so what Canada should have, and so that means we've got two players still up high. We've got Morgan and Smith up high, well off the amoeba. Uh, and Canada have three back for them, right? They've got their three committed defenders for those two, plus one, everything good. They've got two defensive midfielders to corral Rose Lavelle, who's not, uh, not goal side for us. They should be fine numerically. Their issue is positionally because their two defensive midfielders are nowhere near Rose Lavelle. They're not defending anything. One of them should be tight on Lavelle to deny that like quick release and then a turn from Lavelle and the ability for Lavelle to run. This is where uh, the de facto play is that ball comes out to Lavelle after Canada's turnover and the defensive midfielder just dumps her and takes a foul and maybe a yellow card if it comes, but you're just like, okay, whatever. Uh, but Canada was never even in position to, to dump players for tactical fouls. Like we get this ball out to Lavelle and we are just, again, running at an open space. There aren't even any defenders in the picture. Because so the, two, this, this the just, two defensive midfielders are close to the center backs? Is that what we're Yeah, they're there? too close to the center backs. So they do come up and, and as this ball gets to Lavelle, but by then, like, they can't cut down any angles because they're so far away. And, and so what happens is as they're coming up field, that's still the wrong choice to even, to even move up towards Lavelle. If you can't get there early, like, just retreat. Uh, because what happens then is Lavelle just pushes the ball past them to Mallory Pugh on the wide open right flank because Pugh has outrun both Lawrence, who was overlapping to begin with, so she's out of the play, and Prince, who gave the ball away and is an attacking player who almost never thinks it's her job to come back and defend because that's what attackers, you know, think. So, so now it's just Pugh, and, and she's, she runs, what, 65 yards into the box to attempt a shot? Mm-hmm. Like, she she's far too stopped. easy. Yeah, like far too easy. I think we made a joke in the Mexico game about Midge Purse when she had that 80 yard run. And it's like, well, this is not a repeatable way to generate offense. And it turns out it is. We repeatedly turned this into offense uh, against the gold medal uh, winning Canada women's national team. Yeah, are they I mean, I, I didn't I'm not familiar enough with them. Are they have they lost a, anybody since that they won that gold medal or um, are they they're missing players? I don't, I don't think so. I think this is their squad. Crazy. We're going to, we we're going to, we're going to win the world couple, cup easily. Yeah. We'll get, a, <laughs> have to get a no couple problem. of Canadian analysts on here to, to talk about what went wrong for him in this game or if it's a trend or, or what's going on here. All right. So 37th minute Morgan nicely brings down a lovely long ball from Huerta. So Huerta plays it over the back line. Morgan runs a little, like a little in to out run to bring it down she has a chance to cross can't get it past buchanan then cuts buchanan kind of beautifully and then doesn't press her advantage on the end line or isn't able to press it and it goes out for a goal kick which i probably should have been a corner kick i don't know 
No, it, it didn't. It didn't end up crossing the line. Morgan wanted a corner because it got. She was trying to cut it back like the outside of her left foot uh, oh. from the end line, and it got deflected back towards the end line. And oh, uh, just picked up Sheridan, by Sheridan collects by it. Yeah, and Morgan wanted a, a corner. It was close, but all the right decisions. More importantly, was uh, Alex Morgan uh, roasting Kadisha Buchanan, who was an outstanding center back. Yeah, uh, and and again, Alex Morgan really. Uh, with a statement, all ter- I, for me, all tournament about how she is not done playing soccer at a very high level. If if anyone had thought that coming into this tournament, definitely not. Yeah, coming into this NWSL season, I guess. Okay, big big chance for the U.S. in the th- right at the thirty nine minute mark. It's um, Haran nicks a loose pass from Sinclair to Quinn, races past them both into one of these aforementioned. Uh, oceans of space and it's a it's it's a legit 4v2 attacking drill at this point uh and i think haran handles the moment quite well morgan runs across her field of vision from left to right which drags the one of the two defenders away from pew who's on who is on haran's left and smith is on her right so morgan does really well to open up that space for pew it seems like an it seems like that's the correct choice to play the pass to pew uh and pew takes it uh, first time from, I don't know what, 10, 12 yards away, 15 yards from the goal, and um, just doesn't do well with it. She fl- kind of floats it over the crossbar. She had the, had the whole goal to shoot at. So we're racking up XG, but it's still <laughs> still 0-0. Zero, zero. I, I liked her execution on this one. On this, we, we didn't always execute well on these breaks, but I thought this one was great. Uh, I think you, know, you could make a case Haran could have played Lavelle early. Um, but at 4v2, you don't, ha- you don't necessarily have to because if Haran gives that up to Lavelle, then it's like, okay, now our 4v2 is kind of now a 2-on-2 two two, where it's Lavelle and Morgan running it there too. Um, so I, I was okay with uh, Haran continuing to just carry it and leave it at 4v2. And then Alex Morgan makes a very good run uh, across Haran's face, which drags the defender even one or two steps over, has their momentum going the wrong way. Wide open setup for Pew. Excellent stuff. Uh, just gonna harp once again on Canada's just horrendous discipline here, um, because yeah, they're building comfortably. There's no way that this should turn into a four v two rush for the U.S. Um, but as they're building up in our attacking third, up in our in our defensive third, like uh, Desiree Scott, the nominal defensive midfielder, just sort of just wanders upfield beyond the ball, almost to the, like the edge of the eighteen. So now Quinn, as the only like deep midfielder left chooses to play a give-and-go with Christine Sinclair. So, sh- so they race forward, and it is uh, you know, a turnover. And turnovers happen in tight combination space. That's normal. It's not like, oh, well, we just need to execute better. You have to have a plan for that turnover. And once they turn it over, Canada now have eight players upfield. Like, this is no longer that it's okay to have five. They have eight upfield yeah. uh, in a flat line. And we are, we are, it's party time. It's been party time all half. And it's, again, a miracle that it is still... Zero zero at this point. Yeah, it's a miracle. Is it concerning to you that we? Ha- I mean, I know you're not a. I, I know. I know who you are. I know you're not a. Con- <laughs> I know you're not a con- conversion guy. But um. But you know what's is this is this a problem at all? Yes, I I think it is. Like uh, and and for me, this isn't about the the last touch. It's not about Pew missing the target or about Morgan missing the target on after Pew's dummy. Uh, like it, it's still just more about getting our patterns right in the, in the, in those last moments. So I think this one was a good example. I think actually both of those misses that I just mentioned were good examples of, of how we can play in the 18, like good patterns. 
Pew in that on that first attempt in like the third minute where Pew is running through and dummies it for Morgan. That's an excellent decision and execution from both of them, and the ball just misses by a couple of feet. Uh, this four v two I thought was executed well, and it's just you know Pew's last shot goes over. There are a bunch of other four v twos or three v twos or five v fours in this game where we don't even get to that point, and I think those are the issues that we can really address and improve on. For me, it's it's turning more of those breaks into the kind of shots that we didn't convert, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. There were, I think one thing we, we still had a bit of, to borrow a phrase from you, crosser's brain on some of these, you know, like we'd, where we'd have a 5v4 and we just kind of hit, hit a, I'm tired of hearing myself say hopeful ball, but it's a little bit of that where you just, you know, you're just kind of whacking it at, into the danger area. All right, so 43rd minute, since you're talking about hopeful balls, uh, we, we get one of those, this time a couple of them. It starts with Cook in the back under not much pressure, decides that she's going to hit it up towards Alex Morgan, uh, which Canada dutifully clear back up field. Uh, but Huerta collects that ball, uh, and then she lumps it forward again. Um, and there's another scramble, and they this time sort of from the top of their box, and they kind of clear it again, but Haran gets on the end of it. She's in a ton of space, dribbles up a little bit to about 20 yards away, and has a hit, didn't connect with it well. Uh, I think it's a I think it's an okay place to have a hit for sure. Just yeah. uh, just just doesn't really make goal scoring contact. It's a and then and then comes another big chance in the 45th minute for the U.S. A good build up from Cook to Sauerbrunn to Sullivan. Sullivan does a nice job of turning and playing Lavelle into a pocket of space. Yeah, and and I'm just going to jump in here because this was for anyone who's who's been listening to us and, and can remember the goal that Honduras scored against us in World Cup qualifying, this felt a lot like that where we just had two vertical passes from our back line uh that completely cut out Canada's uh front line and midfield. And I think a big part of this is Christine Sinclair for Canada who at the 44th minute of a game in 90 degree weather just is not going to be able to cover the kind of ground that you're going to need your you know your front line mid central defender to cover can i can i say that front line central defender mm-hmm. uh like her cover <laughs> shadows is sort of just very she has a very small cover shadow at this point so we just have an easy switch from cook to a sour run and you know it's a 20 yard pass and christine sinclair maybe takes two steps but in the time that ball travels and then we get it up to sullivan and she's maybe taking one more step uh so sullivan just has all the time in the world because sinclair can't shift with the play fast enough um, and that leaves this one, this time it's not really on Scott and, and Quinn, though they could have dropped once they realized how beat Sinclair was, but they're now in no man's land. So, uh, Sullivan can just hit an easy vertical pass up to Lavelle. And just like that, we are once again facing Canada's back line and just running at them. Yeah. And I thought maybe Lavelle didn't make exactly the right choice here. She could have, she could have just played it wide to Fox who's streaming up For the sure. left sure. wing. Yep. But Fox finally gets up there. She finally catches up to the play. She could have she could have had some involvement here and we elected to do the the more hopeful option. Yeah. It's a it's not too bad of a ball, but it is um it results in sort of some slop in the box and then it's recirculated to Haran and she makes a good decision to play it at the top of the box. She makes a good decision to play it wide to Huerta and Huerta fizzes it across as she does. And it gets nicked up into the crashing Sophia Smith off a defender's foot. So Smith is like, you know, two yards from the goal line, running full speed at the goalkeeper. And it, the ball bounces off her body, maybe off like her hip. And then she tries to bundle it in from close range. But Sheridan kind of wins that cage, <laughs> kind of wins that cage match <laughs> by, by uh, 
pinning the ball between her, you know, under her legs. Still zero zero. Yeah, really good, really good technique from Sheridan on the first one to to get down to essentially sort of meet the ball uh, at at Smith, like between the two of them, and then very good instincts from her once it uh, squirms sort of through her body to collect it with like a scorpion leg. Yeah, between her hamstring and her calf muscle. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of just hilarious at this point, how many good chances we have, uh, in stoppage time, Pew nips, uh, Quinn attempt to switch fields at midfield with her head. This is another example of Pew being really good in the press. She, she intercepts it with her head and it plays it in one motion to Alex Morgan, who brings it down and then springs Pew down the left. She rounds the defender and flashes a ball, uh, about, I guess, you know, head high just out of reach for Sheridan, who comes out of the goal mouth to try to grab it and misses. Uh, but it was also out of the reach of Rose Lavelle, who was the nearest attacker making a run at the goal. So it skips through and doesn't really result in anything. Yeah, and this is just good downhill mentality from our players to be opportunistic on the mistake. Quinn has an open look, like it's a good idea to switch this. Uh, and it's just maybe a little bit casual, you know, where Pew can, can get a touch with her head. But then once she makes that touch, again, we are gone. And the half comes. Uh, maybe we should speed up the timeline a little bit. <laughs> Second half. Well, I had I had to establish just how incredible it was the number of these sort of runs we were getting because we weren't again we weren't doing we weren't getting these kinds of openings against Jamaica or against Haiti uh, or against Mexico. We got some of them against Costa Rica, but not even this many. This yeah. was this again. It it was beyond belief uh, what Canada were how open Canada were. I love to see it. I love to see. <laughs> Uh, shambolic Canadian performance. Um, we had a lot, I mean, a lot of attacking moments in the second half too. Maybe I'll, uh, let's see. I'll go with the ones that have screenshots on them. 50, <laughs> 52nd <laughs> minute. going to be a lot. There's still going to be a lot. Smith and Lavelle win it in the press off a, a, a Gillis pass. Um, Lavelle has it running at the box, 4v2. So, I mean, we're just, we're just, uh, we're just crushing them when they try to play out of the back. At this point. Yeah. And Villas. Oh, and so what ends up happening here is Lavelle takes a really heavy touch and Villas makes up for her mistake by uh, intercepting Lavelle's sort of desperate attempt. Gillis. Sorry. Uh, Lavelle's desperate attempt at getting it to Sophia Smith. Um, But yeah, like this in this situation, Canada weren't under pressure. Uh, Gillis wasn't under pressure. We had had our sort of front three again with Lavelle being next to Morgan uh, and Sophia Smith wider and a little deeper, almost like a right midfielder. and Gillis just made a really bad decision, right? To try to, to try to like hit it into the midfielder. Um, but there's no, there's just no rotation from Canada's defensive midfielders. Uh, Quinn and Scott are still both really high up ahead of like way, way off of our front attackers. And so when there's a turnover, like that's it, they, they can never get back into this play. And it's, it's, it's just insane to me uh, that Canada just kept essentially playing without a defensive midfield presence. Yeah. Okay, fifty fourth minute. Riviere gets hurt, um, but she stays on, and then Canada makes their first sub in the fifty seventh minute. It's Julia Grosso on for Quinn. I think you said earlier it didn't really change anything. Um, no, within within seconds. I mean, we're we're by him again. So <laughs> sorry, but right away in the fifty eighth minute, uh, Smith wins it again in the press, mm-hmm. and we are we are behind them. We're three on two, three on one and a half. Uh, and Sophia Smith takes just a little bit of a heavy touch, so she misses the chance to get Pew in wide open. But it's just a, yet another 
odd man rush. So uh, I'm hoping that we spend our next year ahead of the World Cup just working on these patterns and the execution of these moments because this is where it's gonna. This is where we're gonna get our uh, our goals from. Yeah, I should say this is where we can add a lot of goals to what we already have. Yeah, I th- I it w- this was a disappointing one because Pew was you know Pew was really streaming into a good position and I th- it seemed like Smith was probably going to play the ball to her if he, she hadn't played that heavy touch. She might have tried to play it in behind for Morgan too. Who knows? Um, what happens? In, it, it, G- Gillis does uh, come in and and challenge and. Smith accidentally steps on Gillis's shoulder and upper arm, which looked like it hurt a lot. And there was a kind of a big break in the action. Um, Alyssa Chapman comes on for Riviere, who I, as I mentioned earlier, was, uh, was struggling a little bit in the 61st minute. Still no subs from the U S um, nobody, no indication that they're going to be subs anytime soon. And right now I'm golden with that because again, this, I'm, I'm not saying that we didn't have subs who can do, do these things too, but we are, we're running at them. Like there's, there's no reason to break up what we're doing right now. It is working despite the scoreline still being zero, zero. That's true. A uh, nice little sequence down the left from Haran and Lavelle, but you see a little bit of Haran's physical limitations, at least at the moment. Uh, Lavelle leads Haran a little too much and she, she just kind of, she's, it turns into a hospital ball and she kind of dribbles out of bound bounds. Uh, yeah. And, Go ahead. This all this all started from another another like terrible uh, Canadian execution with their positioning because it's uh, Desiree Scott dribbling the ball at midfield into a trap, uh, and when she loses it, I mean again she kind of compounds the error because she has her pass intercepted by Mal Pugh on the left sideline, and then she like steps to Pugh as though she's gonna close down 15 yards of space and take it from her. Pugh just again a simple push past her uh, momentum coming at her. And it's just Haran. And when you look at the screenshot, it's Haran with the ball beyond midfield on the left in the left channel. And there's it's it's three on it's three on three, like wild, wildly open final. Maybe maybe it's because it's a final. Maybe it's because it's the fifth game in ninety degree weather. Uh, but it, Canada <laughs> had not rotated as much as we did. I think that was the that was the word. So maybe that had something to do with it. We get uh, a big chance in the 64th minute. Um, it's, low, it's a very nice sequence from the U.S. Becky Sauerbrunn bangs it through the lines to Mallory Pugh, who kind of seals her marker on her back and chests it into Morgan's path. Morgan takes a touch and in a lot of space and then slips Smith in behind with a perfectly weighted through ball. Um, Smith rounds the keeper and then thrashes it off the side netting. I think she kind of lost her footing as she took the shot. But she's shooting at an op- she's shooting at an open goal, but it's a, l- a little bit of a tough angle, and it's her it's her left foot. You'd like you'd like her to put that one in there. It's it's her it's her momentum here, right? So it, it's a the angle isn't too much of a problem. It's that she's like sprinting with her hips facing the sideline to catch this ball after she rounds the keeper, and so she just couldn't quite swivel them around. Just going to point out once again that in the buildup here, there's zero defensive midfield presence from Canada, and you can get a freeze frame with Alex Morgan and Mal Pugh running beyond midfield. Canada's defensive midfielders 15 yards behind the play in pursuit. Uh, it's not a recipe for success if you haven't if you haven't figured that out. Yeah, I'm get. I think I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> Uh, we come down their throats again in the very next moment. Uh, Haran slips it to Morgan, who f- flashes the ball at the back post. 
uh, Lavelle kind of dummies it and deflects it, it, but it deflects up over the head of Pew at the back post. So just the ball just kind of flashes through the penalty area. I've I've got the screenshot of this one too. This is like honestly Buchanan and Gillis. If this had, if they had held up here and had kept this game zero zero, they should they would have built statues of them. Uh, there's a fantastic screenshot of this sequence where it is quite literally four v two at the edge of the eighteen yard box. So even Canada's fullbacks like aren't in the picture. Um, yeah, just just scenes. Yeah, it felt like there could have been more from that. Maybe this is an example of us just whacking it at the penalty area, like they're. Lavelle's in there, uh, Pew's there, and Smith. They're all they're all at the top of the box, uh, ready to dart into whatever space is available. I, you know what? For, for everyone listening, I will post these screenshots. Like, uh, just because again, this this level of openness just doesn't seem to exist in soccer anywhere anymore. And like, finals are notorious for being like cagey affairs where everyone's being super cautious positionally. <laughs> this is this is as far from that as I have ever seen. Yeah. It was definitely not that. Do you want to? Do you want to say anything else about our attacking patterns, or, or we we already covered it. Yeah, we'll save we'll save that for another for like an attacking pattern episode. Okay. Adriana Leon comes on for Nikel Prince, and she looks bright. Prince had been quiet since that opening thirty minutes. I just don't think Canada like even tried to press that advantage for the rest of the time she was on. It just there wasn't even an attempt. So I don't know that we did anything differently just to try to answer my own question there. (laughs) Um, They definitely weren't occupied with protecting the space behind them. I'm not sure what they, what they were focused on. 71st minute Lavelle lays it off for Sullivan from the top of the box. And Sullivan has a good crack from 25 yards just over the crossbar. And, And I just want to point out that this sequence Starts not 15 seconds after a Haran free kick from like the top of the box flashed just a few yards wide. So again, this is how this is how much we were smothering them. That, the, that Canada managed to get the ball in play, turn it over, and turn it over to us at the top of the box, and have to deal with another shot like within 25 seconds. Two two shots within 20 seconds. They're they're a bit of a shambles. Yes. 73rd 73rd minute. Lavelle tries to chip in Smith. Um, after a after a spell of patient possession at the top of Canada's box, and I think it's a great idea. It's just the chip is just is measured measured just a bit short, and it gets cleared away. I, I loved the patient possession here. I loved the poking and prodding and like trust and, and confidence we had in each other. But I'm obligated to point out <laughs> that preceding this patient possession was another party time full field fast break uh, after yet another naive turnover and transition defensive moment from Canada. I don't know what Grosso's instructions were uh, when she replaced Quinn, but it did, certainly did not solve Canada's defensive midfield issues. They turned it over like in our attacking third as they were possessing, and Mal Pugh picks it up and runs 70 yards upfield with the ball. Yeah, so, that, so she ran the 70 yards with the ball, and then we sort of retreated into like a patient possession spell there. Is that basically yep, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Okay. So we get, that's what we get. We get that initial attack uh, to see if something materializes where it's three on three. And then when nothing materializes, then we settle into some really pretty like soccer that I th- again, I think sets a nice foundation for what I'm hoping we start to do. And I just want it to get a little cleaner, a little more ruthless with a uh, off ball movement. Yeah. 73rd minute. There's a little bit of a penalty shout from Alex Morgan. She gets, she thought she got taken down by Gillis just on the, 
just inside the box on the left side uh, from Canada's perspective. I She takes her shoe off and holds it up for the ref, but I don't think it was a penalty, really. Still no subs at the 75-minute mark. Well, we're still cooking, so I'm okay with it. Okay. Seven, we get a penalty. Penalty! In the 70, at the 75 minute mark, we get, we get a penalty and uh, Morgan converts it. As you know, it starts with a throw. Um, a pew makes a good pass to Morgan. Morgan plays a hopeful ball that, I mean, it's a, it's a good idea, but it's, it, it kind of glances through a Canadian defender's legs to Lavelle and Lavelle is sort of racing after it, kind of away from the goal towards the end line. And she gets clipped from behind by Alyssa Chapman, who had come on a little bit earlier. Um, it's a really unfortunate way for Canada to lose from their perspective, but it was a penalty like 10 times out of 10. And <laughs> yeah. If it hadn't been called on the field, it would have been overturned by VAR and called by the assistant. Because as any middle schooler knows, you can clip someone's feet like that into their their trailing foot, you clip it and it catches their other foot as they're walking. Even at walking speed, that's going to put someone on the ground. Hilariously. Uh, <laughs> so when, when you do it to somebody who's running full speed, like it's always a penalty. She, she clips her trail leg as it's behind her in the air, and that trail leg then smashes, Lavelle's own trail leg smashes into her plant leg, and that's it. That's a pen. There, there was a Canadian reporter, I, I tweeted this, but Canadian reporter who was calling it a dive or a flop and this is this is a guy who wrote writes for the Toronto Sun, and he that was in his. I I clicked on his tweet and read his article. <laughs> it's the seventh largest newspaper in Canada. I uh-huh. looked that up too, and he's just telling all these can all these poor Canadians are just spitting out their Cheerios about how much Lavelle <laughs> flopped and dived. Were they it's doing, total were nonsense. They it, were they doing it after the replay? After they saw the replay, or was it the initial reaction? I, this, this matters because on the initial reaction, if you don't see that foot get caught then it might look like, oh, that player just grazed her body and Lavelle made a meal of it. But once you see the foot get caught, it's, it's stone cold. No, he, he posted the slow motion clip that is the most incriminating and still called it a dive. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then went That's back to, and then went back to his, uh, his newsroom and filed that story. Yeah, and, Come on, and Canada. it's a dumb foul. L- Lavelle's not running at goal. She's running at the end line well wide of the goal. So it's, uh, it's a silly, silly to even risk it, to even like, Usually you see players like have to like change their body language, like their gait as they're pursuing. And Chapman just didn't do that. She thought she could just run straight through and misjudged it. Uh, uh, the throw in was actually a Canadian throw in that the sequence started from Canada threw it to their own player up the sideline. That's right. And that player hit like a one touch ball thinking that it was going to be like a slick, slick pass to lay off. And she just passed it directly to Mal Pugh. Um, so this one I'm going to kind of forgive their defensive midfielders. They were still slow to react, and I think at this point Desiree Scott has nothing left in the tank um, because, again, she just, she just couldn't catch up with uh, Pew, who plays Morgan, and then Pew runs past her too. So we, we do end up with, again, a three-on-three three, uh, that we didn't execute particularly well on. No. Um, and then Canada sort of gives us the gift of the foul. Yep. And then Morgan buries it left-footed to her, to her right, sends, uh, sends Sheridan to... Sheridan's right. Boy, that was a confusing way to explain that. <laughs> but it's a good penalty. No, no question about it. And it's 1-0. That's, the, that's basically the ball game. Although it does get a little exciting. In- yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to point out that uh, shortly after this, not shortly, yeah, shortly after this, 
Uh, Kadisha Buchanan goes down and is down on the ground for several minutes with, a, with like a cramp uh, and receives treatment on the field. It's a long delay. Gives us plenty of time. Gives our coaching staff plenty of time to figure out what we need to do to see this game out. Um, and then a couple of minutes later, after play is resumed, we get like the only sideline shot I've seen that shows the entire bench side of the field sideline. And the only people standing at midfield are the two coaches and the assistant referee. And that's at the 84th minute. And I'm starting to wonder why we aren't using uh, substitutes to see out a 1-0 game that we now just need to run out the clock for. Right. It occurs to me that potentially in this 90-degree weather, we could use some extremely uh, terrifying attacking players to finish this off. Yeah. Yeah, we were screaming about it on the Discord, too. Uh, 87th minute, uh, Lawrence does... Lawrence does Lavelle, is that right? And Yeah, so Lawrence gets a little uh, 2v2 situation out on the side. I forget who she's with, but it's, it's Lavelle and Huerta out on our right flank defending it. Uh, and Lavelle goes out to pressure the ball initially, and, you know, she's got heavy legs. Uh, Haran has heavy legs in the middle. Uh, Canada executed a nice little uh, give-and-go that's pretty simple, and, and that brings essentially creates a, a situation where Huerta is now attacking or defending upfield, and Lavelle is our deepest defender on that right channel and uh lawrence just absolutely skins her so lavelle's legs are concrete at this point and then she flashes one over the over the crossbar pretty good shot there can starting to make some problems for us as the clock ticks closer to the 90th minute uh another shot right at nair and one over the crossbar um so it's kind of it's kind of making me nervous 89th minute is when we get our first subs of the game. So. Yeah, so uh, Vladko tried to sub after uh, where, after Lavelle got done there, and, and Canada had that little flurry of uh, chances. Then he tried to put players on the sideline to sub him in, didn't get him in. I think in the first two dead balls, but it's like, and then he was he was pretty upset about it. But it's like, buddy, you had from that goal, you had ten minutes to get players up and into this game to see it out. Uh, and then once they came on, that was it. We wasted six minutes straight with Midge uh, down in the right corner. Like she had no problem having the ball with fresh legs. Uh, she's already good at that that aspect of the game. If we right. do, if we do that earlier, I feel like that Canada spell of pressure doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a mark against Flacco. Um, it was just to just to tie it up it was rodman germa and purse who came on for morgan pew and smith and and then i think corniak came on at the very end like in in the middle of stoppage time the the only game management complaint i have is that we after we successfully wasted like four or five minutes in that right corner uh we got another corner and another chance to waste another minute and a half and we actually took the corner into the box uh which was baffling to me so we we played them short over and over again and really milked the clock and then for some reason we played it into Canada's players and they cleared it up field and actually promptly got their best chance of the, of the game potentially. Um, not the shot they took from the top of the box that Nair caught, caught, caught comfortably, but because that, I mean, the shooter had the chance to slip in uh, Lawrence overlapping her on the left side, unmarked, like unopposed. She would have mm. just been in the Man City zone, uh, chose to shoot it instead and, and Nair caught it and that was that. But like, I don't know why we hit that, that corner. I kept going back to that corner kick and wondering why we played a long corner when all we had to do was keep it on that right side with Midge and Trinity. I didn't catch that, but I agree with you. Um, 
so I guess the only the only other thing I so that's that's it. We're the champions of Concacaf, uh, and we're going to the Olympics. Very 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 good. I wish we could have scored a few more goals, but it seems like that's gonna even out over time. And um, like you said, the attacking patterns that that's not an impossible thing to fix. And and it is fun to think about who we will be adding to this squad. You know, when we play in the World Cup next year, Crystal Dunn. Katarina Macario. Who else? Who else comes to mind? We got Sam Mewis coming back. Yeah. Tierna Davidson. I don't know what Julie Ertz's story is going to be, uh, but those are those are some soccer players. Yeah. And I think uh, Alex Morgan had a baby in May 2020 and was back with the the U.S. Women's National Team in the spring of 2021. So I'm, you know, if you go by that. Crystal Dunn had a baby, a boy named Marcel in May. You got to imagine she'll be back by the spring and raring to go in Australia and New Zealand. She probably slots into the midfield, right? I, I don't know where we will, where we will put her. She's, I mean, she could slot in at any front four spot on the field, front five spot on the field. Uh, obviously she's been our left, best left back uh, of a generation. So I don't know. It's it's going to be. We already have an embarrassment of riches, and this is just going to add to those riches. Still think the midfield's a bit of it. Embarrassment of riches. It's a confusing embarrassment of riches. I guess <laughs> it's top heavy for sure. All right, attack heavy. It's a it's an attack heavy uh, embarrassment. <laughs> All right. Anything else? We should probably wrap this up. Yeah, we should wrap it up. We'll we'll get back. We'll get back with uh with the women's team as they. I think they have some September friendlies and we'll, we'll look through their attacking patterns. Yep. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. We'll see ya.